side and then there's like a theological reality. Right. You kind of spoke to the theological reality of it. One would be on the theological side, I do believe that the, the when we talk about protecting doctrines, mm-hmm. one of the main one is the Trinity, right? Yeah. And we talk about the Trinity massively being an important theological, and you will see people go toe-to-toe over theological heresies around the Trinity in regards to, basically, if you remove any of them, distinct equal one, mm-hmm. then you're you're missing the Trinity. The king, so that it's not, you know, you can't remove the distinction, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. They are all distinct. You can't remove equality, that neither one of them is taking places of I'm higher or more elevated or superior to. They're constantly outdoing one another and right, showing on right, it. Yeah. And then right. they're, they're one. They refuse to be known apart from each other. So we fight for these theological heresies, but that's the same nature of our relationships in the church. Yes, Distinct yeah. equal really one. Wow. So we have, we can't lose our distinction. So when you say, oh, we're colorblind, I don't see black. I don't see brown. I don't see what. I don't see color. Right. We're re, we're stripping of distinction, and that's a heresy, uh-huh. a relational heresy. Uh-huh. You you have to see the way God has created the ethnicity. You have to see it. Keep our distinction, male female, but equality is something that the kingdom is is that doesn't try to fight for power. They actually outdo one another in showing honor. Equality is the nature of the kingdom that we cannot see ourselves as right. superior to one another. Otherwise, that's another relational heresy. Right. But our oneness in that mystery reflects the theological reality of the yeah. Trinity. So churches that preach so Trinitarian yeah. and don't live Trinitarian are actually living a heresy. Ooh. And we are so good at protecting are statements of doctrine. We are not good at living out deeds of our doctrine. Dude, when we when we think about the, the living out part of it and how that affects it, right? And you know, how that affects people, like in, in in real in in real life. And I know, like myself, growing up, not a believer, um, I was at a point of life where I'm trying to understand my identity. I'm trying to understand who I am in the context of what I was experiencing. Um, and, and and the reason why this this needs to be an important conversation is 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 that it displays that that God cares about this. And you see that God cares about it through how we as a church respond. Mm-hmm. So for me as a kid, yeah. um, and not seeing um, a unified response from the church and I'm outside of the church, wow. um, I started to think, well, the, the Christian God is sort of disconnected from this, doesn't believe it, and even made me um, suspicious of, of, of the, the, the God of, of, of the Christians um, who sort of like turns his eye to this, mm-hmm. is he even real or not? Because it didn't make sense that, that, that there wouldn't be a type of a care, because I'm being directly affected, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm a kid growing inside of this, and trying to figure out, trying to understand. So the voice of the church in times like now, on um, giving words um, to, to God's heart um, on these times is is very very important to people who who like they they, they want to know does God care? Yeah. Well, you look at His church, mm-hmm. and through His church. Now the sad thing about it, 
you can't come to that conclusion by looking at the church at large in general right now. Because the church, like, no, what is, we're trying to figure out if he cares about this or not. Mm-hmm. You know, or, right. you know, yeah, or, we, we don't even have our stuff together. Yeah, for you know, outside to say this is what they believe. So like, people yeah. on the outside are coming to conclusions and, and about, about our doctrines yeah. and our beliefs. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that's not about our yeah. not about our practice. Right? No, our right. practice is seen. We can't dispute it. Yes. The church is segregated. Mm-hmm. We can do it. The fact that you have to call this a multi ethnic church shows right. that we're segregated. Right. There's a label. That's There's a label. Right, right, right. The church is multi ethnic. Right. Right. In its identity, yeah. that we have to call it multi ethnic assumes that most churches are segregated. Yeah, this is a different. Situation. This is a different yeah. situation. Yeah. And the reality of that goes, so we, we can't fight the way we are in America. The reality is we're only fooling ourselves. We preach a reconciling gospel and live a divided war mm-hmm. in a divided church. Yeah. And that reality makes like what he's saying, people who don't know Christ say, how can they preach this and not embody this? No, it real. would be like God just saying, I love you and not sending Jesus. You, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. In putting on flesh, dwelling right. among us, and embodying love. Right. We would not know love right. if it wasn't for Christ's embodiment. We are the embodiment yeah. of Christ's love right. in this world. Right. So, honestly, most people, like Wayne's saying, they don't care about what we're preaching. They care about how our preaching affects our embodiment. Right. We care because when you start pushing into this, people start going, this is too hard. It's a mystery. Just like the Trinity. The uh-huh. Trinity is a mystery. It cannot happen right. in our own flesh. Right. Right. How do we do yeah. distinct equal one? How can three gods be one and not? You know, it's like, yeah. how does that happen? That mystery of the uh-huh. Trinity is the mystery of the unity of the church that has only happened because of the Spirit. So there's that theological side. There's a missional side. And there's a personal side. Honestly... I was discipled in black and brown churches, and I feel like I learned Jesus in those environments mm-hmm. and amongst poor and marginal. I feel like I came to Christ on the margins. Mm-hmm. Thankful for it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm not saying I was raised that way. I think I'm thankful for mm-hmm. it. I feel like I learned about Christ. I engaged with relationships. I was drawn to like gospel music. I sang in gospel choirs. I, I learned. I learned to worship in gospel environments. Right. These kinds of segregations and divisions are just, I didn't, know, I didn't know it because of my own personal experience. I knew it because of a family that brought me in. I tell Wayne all the time in our church community, I don't know this stuff because of who I am. It's because of my church community. I've yeah. learned because yeah, of their good. life and experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's become, I've, I've become passionate about it because of stories that Wayne shared. It, it's not, I would, we don't know who we are separate from our community. That's that's the beauty of the church. Mm-hmm. You can't know me without knowing Wayne. You can't right. know me without knowing the people I'm in community with. You can't know me fully. Just yeah. like you can't know Jesus apart from the Father and the Spirit. You can't know the Spirit apart from the, you can't take him out and go, I'll just know, I'll take Jesus, but I won't take your, the yeah. Father's like, no, right. you've got to know yeah. us all to know to know us in, mm, in right. community. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So there's a personal side. I feel impacted and implicated. I can't just sit by and not do something because they're my family. 
yeah. and they've adopted me right. and I've been brought in right. and I've been accepted and loved. It's different cultural context. It's a whole nother world. But for, for the way that I've seen and experienced Christ, it's been. So there's like that theological, like how can we preach this? And then there's that personal, like I wouldn't want it another way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, we had, uh, so we spoke with Danae Pierre a couple weeks ago. And one of the, it was a great question that came in from, uh, from a guy up in Flagstaff where he had asked the question of, well, essentially, why why have the, the the pastors and the preachers from the last you know the last hundred two hundred three hundred years been so far off on this theologically? And what was interesting is today's response, which I honestly had never thought of, was just he goes actually that's not not at all of them. like yeah. the black pastors and right. preachers have been saying this for hundreds of years, right? right. Absolutely. Um, and, and but it obviously wasn't happening on this other side, and so there's this this significant miss that's occurred within predominantly the white church, right? And so you grew up in that, you saw that from a distance, and, and maybe before I go to that next question, can you can you go a little bit deeper on your upbringing then? Yeah, because I think that helps bring some context for people. So um, I grew up a Muslim. Um, me, and my my wife. Um, um, and it was her her mother that came to Christ first and and felt the call to move to Arizona, um, which later on we moved to Arizona as as, as well. So, so for for me, um, it was specifically um, a Muslim. But then as I got older and wanted to understand more of what was happening to me as an African American and stuff, I started to dive more into. Um, Nation of Islam type stuff um, because they were the ones that was meeting me out there in the streets mm. and stuff and and being willing to engage and give and give direction you know even though I would pass by tons of churches um, while I was walking you know but while I was at on the, on the street there would be this guy that would want to come and, and and give some type of words of encouragement um, <clears throat> you know so went down that path for a while. Um, and, but then, like I said, my um, when my wife became a believer, she started to just she just pray. Um, it wasn't like she was like just knew a whole bunch of theology. She just believed in Jesus, and um, and I moved out here. Her mom was like, "Well, if you gotta stay with us, you, we all go to church." I went to church, um, thinking that I would help them to understand where they was getting it wrong at, and end up falling in love with Jesus. Um, and and he just bypassed all the theological questions that I had, yeah. and just made me fall in love with him first and foremost. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that's sort of like the the, the quick my yeah. journey into this. Okay, so with both of your guys' upbringings in this, you guys have seen different aspects of the church, and then coming into it, you know, your experience of you know then the margins kind of draw you closer to Jesus. And this could be a this is a question that could let we can talk about for hours, I'm sure, but. What are some of the things that that either explicitly or implicitly that the predominantly white evangelical church has preached, has embodied, has in action lived out that has brought us to this place where it seems hard in white evangelical spaces to say that black brothers and sisters, their experience is real. And we need to care more about it. We need to care the most about it. Right? There's there's pushback in arenas like that, right. which seems so like no, I mean, just the scriptures are clear on. Like it seems that's been one of the biggest wrestles. Like this should just be so obvious to us, but it's not. Why? Like, well, why is it so tough? I know that's a massive question. Bro, that's a. I don't know if I've ever had that question. 
Yeah. We've been in a lot of these. <laughs> I have it. Have you? No, no. Oh, that's a great question, man. I, I, I think I, I think part of why it's so, it's so tough, is um, I think it's a worship mission. I think that there is a, a more of a, a worship of a, a worship and ideology of theology, oftentimes more than God Himself. Right. Um, so there's sometimes, yeah. Um, there is just so my head is so much into. I read this and I read that. That was broken down this way and and and, and that way. But I'm far from God's heart for people that are right there. Um, and then um, if you dive into it, what ends up happening is that you start to realize, like, hey, actually, I'm part of the problem, and to actually admit that I'm part of a problem is a problem. So we build more theology to dismiss it and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think that that's part of one of the reasons why yeah. um, it's hard to, to, to engage this and, and admit it because then you, what you have to also admit is that like, like, like we have not served God the way we believe we have at large collectively. And to admit that has a lot of things connected to it and stuff, you know what I'm saying, you know, like with how missions is done and how, every, like it has a lot of things connected to it. It's like, before opening up that can of worms, let's write something that dismisses it all together. Right. So, so I, I think- Because in some ways it, just, it would be too painful to go back and say, man, what, what we almost heralded as our glory right. was actually probably devastating in ways we weren't really paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I love that answer. I, I would just, tag on to it just in the sense of going so my experience because not many many white uh, brothers and sisters have to do what's called code switching or cultural mm. agility or mm -hmm. whatever they yeah. don't have to go from space to space they're yeah. only used to the white spaces um, where Wayne that's his life every space he's having to code switch and go agile yeah sure um, he he's in a context in all of life where you're forced to go in agility so because of that I think um, the missionary context for most black and brown leaders is just nature to them they know how to adjust in culture and in context and so uh, most most white position is we're used to our context and our culture so much, we don't have to shift. When we go to other places, we expect people to adjust to our culture right. and assimilate. Right. We never go in with a mindset of how do, I, how do I learn from or grow. Example would be, we have, so we have hijacked, and I'm, I'm making general No, absolutely, yeah, so absolutely. We, we, right. I'm making generalizations and I'm doing, see, you know, I'm like, trying to think, which is part of showing that I was raised in the white church. I'm trying to think of how can I say it the right way. We, we, we are more concerned with saying it the right way than just expressing our hearts. You know, like how can, like we don't come to the Lord as David did and just talk about how angry we are and things are happening. We want to make sure we're impressing God with how we're saying it because we want to be theologically accurate in our prayers. We right. don't know how to just like right. come to God, right. um, which has hindered us in our prayer lives and in, in so many ways because we are obsessed with theological accuracy. Yes. We're obsessed with it. 
and here's the reason why. We're highly educated, mm -hmm. okay? That's what we, we've got, the power, the privilege, yeah. we have the, the educations, we have access. That's part of the privilege. Mm -hmm. So we can get theological educations, we can have all of the right. things. And then we have hijacked the Bible and called ourselves Bible people. Mm -hmm. And because of that, now we can say, the Bible is ours. Mm -hmm. And when we call the Bible ours, we can then, anything that doesn't fit in that category, call everything heresy. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, well, yeah. we've given ourselves yeah. a lot of outs by looking at black and brown theology and quickly calling it heresy. But it's not a racist thing, it's just a heresy, mm -hmm. right? And when we do that, it gives us more reason to separate. It gives us more reason to not listen. It gives us more because now it's just the truth. Mm -hmm. It's just we're the truth people. And, and here it is. Now, inside of cultures of like I'll say that are not in that high level of education, there is a sense in that where they highlight that despite our miseducation and despite our, uh, our oppression, the spirit descended all the way down to us. Mm -hmm. And that God chooses right. the weak things of the world and the, and the, uh, the uneducated. Right. He chooses them to confound the wise and the right, privileged. Right. And they talk about a lot, not their own abilities to, to get things right, but the descent of the spirit. So they have, in many ways, and then theological camps will go, well, that's emotionalism, mm -hmm. right? right? Because we've even eliminated the work of the Spirit yeah. because that's theologically inaccurate to where now we can not make it a skin issue, now we can make it a cultural issue and just go, because they haven't had the, the wow. access and all those, we can discredit, we can disregard. And I just, I just think like the... The spirit going down to those places, picking people that that maybe the world would not choose, caring for people in those places. There's a lot to learn from that, but our education won't allow us to. Wow. It won't allow us to. Because we would have to admit that the spirit could be a better teacher than our education system. Right. And we would have to admit that the spirit could be actually teaching things and picking people that we would never choose. And so the realities of that is, is oftentimes most people, when I sit and pastor white people in a multi-ethnic, they would be offended by maybe Wayne or another black and brown, but they would never call it that. They try to spiritualize it. Hmm. You see what I mean? They're trying to say, no, it's not because he's black. It's because this is unbiblical. And you're going, well, why is it unbiblical? Right, right. Well, it's unbiblical. This is not what God would know. It's making you it's making you uncomfortable. It's a different culture, a different context, right. a different form of, of worship. Mm -hmm. And and maybe their prayer life and their worship is coming from a deep reservoir of pain and struggle that you've never had to experience. Yes. And we don't know how to sit in environments and learn from something that we've right. that we don't realize. So the white church, in so many ways, in my opinion, has hid behind theological dissertations, yeah. papers, fig leaves. They've hid behind their self-righteousness all so that they can say, no, we're right, self-righteous. We're right, so we can't, 
We cannot, like, they need to come learn from us, and then what are they making? It's all an education issue. If they had more access to education, if they had more of this and more of that. And so it becomes a superior, sets up systems and boundaries. Education, finances, all these things. And then we try to bring them up into that, assimilate them into that, right. and the ones that don't, and still believe kind of the spirit descends down. It just becomes a theological battle, and we don't see it as a race, as a race issue. Jeez, and it's it's right? massively yeah. it's massively divisive, but we don't see like now how many of people with my skin color go, well, the black church is just as racist as we are, and you go, do you know why the black church even started? Mm. Like, why did the black church, it started because of segregation. They yeah. could not worship yeah, right. to, with us. They were literally told they have to worship in another place. Right. So you look at that and you go, this stuff develops. And then now we sanctify it. We go, well, God tells us we should just go to a church that we're more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Whatever we're more comfortable. And I just like this kind of worship and I like these kinds of things. And you go, did God tell you to be more comfortable or did God tell you to kind of leave your right. and, yeah. and like is the church supposed to be a comfortable yeah. place for you or a cold place for you yeah. like it, you yeah. start to have to press into things you just naturally did and were told all your life and cliches you have right. it messes with your whole theology and to think a whole nother way you have to start going right. wait I was told that all my life I was believed that all my life and I perpetuated that it just becomes right. scary to see all the things right. you've been living in think, it's, it's scary I think also and stuff. I think also not to like believe at this point and stuff. There's also there's this um, when this so there's this there's, there's this worship of of, of of self that's happening. Um, so so a lot of times when this conversation comes up, um, because this is worship, like the starting point for the conversation is always you. Right and stuff. You know what I'm saying when when I, when, really when we when we talk about um you know um um like the white church and things like that. The starting point of the conversation is always you, and since the starting point of the conversation is always you, then you need to defend you and and your people and what you and what you don't do is like like when these arguments and these complaints, you don't go to scripture and say and, say, and look at it. This is like man. How did they respond when it came up then? Mm -hmm. Because these complaints, you find the majority of these type of complaints in scripture. Absolutely. And there is direction that's given Absolutely. in scripture and how to respond in scripture right. various amounts of time. But since you just start with you and you don't start with um, the, the a reality that like, like we're, we're, we're huge in, in Reformed Church to know that man, Sin is massively big and comprehensive, but then we sort of black out when it comes to this area right here <laughs> and stuff. Right. I'm saying, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, this we're seeing rightly, yeah, right, and, you know, <laughs> you're yeah. saying, and, and and then the same um spirit of, of 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 the age that was operating back then and causing division back then and causing issues back then has been doing the same thing throughout time. And stuff, and doing the same thing right here, but you're not looking for that. You're just looking for what matches up with the theology that justifies you in the right hand right now. Instead of saying, "Let me trek back." So when I go back to scripture and I talk about the gospel and stuff, I see these things. And so what happened in scripture and Acts when they said, "Hey, um, the the the, the heaven," I said, "Their their widows was was being overlooked." Mm -hmm. 
how do they respond? And then they respond, well, all widows are, are important and stuff. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, all people are well, you know, let's get a, let's get a team together. Yeah. We're gonna go take care of this, right? right. And yeah, stuff. So, I mean, but not only that, yeah. but when they when they raised up the team, they raised up yeah, the, the team specifically right. from that right. group of people that, that was that was yeah that they ethnicity. All their ethnicity. Yes, yeah. right. and so all all the people that that was raised up at deacons at those times was from that group of people. And, and and they was given charge. We'll care for everyone then and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But but not just anyone, but people that was filled with the spirit, had wisdom, a good repute. But there was intentional, and it was not a divided response. It was a, a, there was a oneness in that response right. and stuff, which which spoke a lot a lot and stuff. You know, and and then other points of scripture where like similar complaints come up, and there's direction is given to it but people don't go back to look for that they just go back to find their argument that they want to use and dismiss it because they start with them and stuff everything got to start with you or you are the point of reference and you and you're not the point of reference and stuff and sometimes the enemy can work in and through you it's okay let's come together and stuff you know right. saying yeah it's happened to all of us in different ways yeah yeah the history matters right and, and when you really think about it this was the wrestle of scripture. Why was it that, you know, you look at, why is it that these systems and structures, religious systems and structures for churches over time, in just take Reformed theology. I mean, I love Reformed theology, but you, you have to look at its history. Like there's a reality to the history of Reformed theology that has, that we have to acknowledge that we've set up systems and structures that make it nearly impossible for black and brown leaders to accept and be a part of and be accepted. Mm -hmm. And so inside of that, when you've created like a sense of going, how does somebody become respected in this circle? They're deep thinker. Mm -hmm. They're this, they're that, mm -hmm. they have this, they ascend right. they up. Where the degrees at? Where the well, who created that system of acceptance? Right, right, right. right. Who yeah. created that system of acceptance? And then at what point? So I I I really one of the, the, for me, culturally, I had to, I tell people all the time, when I go into black and brown churches and get the opportunity to preach all, all the time, the pastor will walk in with me and just go, Aaron is a brother, treat him as family, we love him. It starts with acceptance, and then you have to, it starts with acceptance, and then inside of that, your family, be treated this way, we'll deal with stuff, we'll work through it, there's all that kind of stuff. In white culture, it starts with prove yourself, and then you're accepted. Mm -hmm. The problem is you're constantly proving yourself. Constantly, constantly, constantly having to prove yourself. So even with the Gentile believers coming into the kingdom in Scripture, Peter had to literally have a vision <laughs> from right. God. Mm -hmm. Because they weren't qualified, they yeah. weren't circumcised, they, weren't, they did not fit yeah, the religion. Yeah, right. And he literally had to go back to them and go, how the spirit fell on them. Right. They didn't get the right. education. That's right. They didn't have all the right. The spirit fell on these people. And the reality is we have been judging mm -hmm. people based upon our religious systems for so long. Mm -hmm. When the spirit chooses a whole new group, a Gentile, to make a, a grafted in perfect reflection of God. That's right. We cannot allow our religious systems to determine if the Spirit's allowed to fall on them or not. And when the Spirit fell on Peter couldn't argue. Now, even Peter was confronted by Paul 
for not sitting at a table with That's Gentiles. Right. Yeah. Like he was confronted. Yeah. You're not walking in line That's with right. the gospel. Right. So this is not easy. Even Peter struggled with it, and many people have struggled with it. Yes. If we constantly want to go back to our culture. We want to go back to our context. But the, the, the idea that they were continuing to enforce what with the Gentiles, yeah, the Spirit fell on you, but now you need to be circumcised. Now you have to have this. Now you need to be self-righteous like us. Now you need to be like us. And Paul spends so much time going, why are you going to make these people get right. circumcised? Why are you going? They're not, they were not a part of that covenant. They're a part of a new covenant yeah. of grace in Christ. And so what we have to see is there are so many things that we have set up as mm -hmm. systems of approval and self-righteousness yeah. that would... So Wayne was preaching in a part of churches and was it, it preach, was leaders in, in Muslim, working in a warehouse, spending you know all this time living O'Reilly's, all like that. He's what you know. He's a, an anointed preacher who has been who has gifts of leadership that yeah. are like crazy. But he didn't have all of the right, 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 yeah, yeah. He could the degrees the and the systems and all that kind of stuff. Right. And if we do not start addressing our systems of religion that are eliminating people filled with the Spirit. We cannot bring them into our communities because we're starting with prove yourself and what does prove yourself mean? Do what we've set up as oh, sure. a system right, yeah, of religion. Right, 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 right. It's not is the yeah. Spirit. So when you have to see, like, I don't know why God chose that, but the Spirit fell on these people and God has brought them into His family and He's their Father and He's adopted them in and grafted them in and now we have to love, accept, and be one with them. And they're not lower than us. It's like we're having to address. I mean, people can go, man, well, look at the Jewish believer. That's so stupid. No, like that was their politic. That was yeah. their laws. Right. That was their identity. Right. That was everything. They yeah. were being stripped of everything that they had built their whole system on. Right. And it's like if we can't relate to that. There's something really like, and, and honestly, the the descent of the spirit and learning to identify not just do they fit our our systems of religion or our systems of theology, but can you smell the spirit? In them? Uh, can you see the fruits of the spirit in right, this brother and sister's right, life right, right. beyond shape? No, no, because there's people who have your theology who don't have the spirit. Well, it's just talk. reality. They have Sadly, your accuracy yeah. and they preach your theology, yeah. but they do not have the fruits of the Spirit dwelling in them. And you should feel more attached to somebody who is, yeah. right. who is the Spirit is on them. Because all the time people aren't actually looking for God. Yes. That's, That's right. They're, they're looking not, for the theology. Yeah, they're not actually That's looking right. for God. Because when you look for God, and stuff, you look for the fruits of his spirit. Yes. And, you know, and people are satisfied to not have those things, yeah. but be able to say, but I have all this right here. And and, and that becomes an idolatry um, that, that that justifies you and that allows you to just be 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 good at where you're at. Part of this is you can't ask good questions and then not expect Wayne and I to win. That was a powerful no, question. Was but I don't, no, just, that was a great question. Yeah. I, I and I think it's just it is. It's you we talk it's about all the question. Time. The leaders in our church are the least qualified in any theological circle that you would ever that you would ever think of. Mm -hmm. They do not have the do Wayne is, is going to MTC right now. 
I don't have any degrees behind my name. There is, and it's not that I didn't have access, honestly. Right, right. There is so much theological arrogance, particularly around how you can articulate and how you can study. They don't realize the privilege they had to do those things. Mm -hmm. And the money was provided and the education that was provided yeah. and the opportunities that were provided. But you can see, I mean, you can see in times like this, people start looking for coverings. And right now, theological circles are being covered by their white papers. Mm. And it's as thin as that piece of paper. Yeah. Their covering is not the blood of Christ, and it is not the, the, the sacrifice of Christ. They're like fig leaves putting white papers over themselves <laughs> going, I believe in the Son of God to say, like, they're hiding behind their statements yeah. and their papers and how many signatures they can get on it and going, remove that and you can receive grace. You can receive a, a better sacrifice that will heal every one of your sins and the sins of your forefathers yeah. and the sins of all of those systems of oppression. Grace is the only thing that can cover this. But as long as you keep hiding behind fig leaves and acting like you've got nothing in your own eye, you're never going to experience the grace that you get. That's why I think talking about our history and our racism and our in America and in our country, but also in in the church, right. allows us to receive grace. Right. It does. No, it, it, it does. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. it's freedom. Like it's, it's freedom. freedom. Like and that's I think there's this reality of where we we just haven't known we've been in bondage. Like I mean, the yes. church has been so constricted by this false idolatry, right? That yes. it's just hinder us to be able to see properly, right? We've put blinders on in so many ways. And it's so funny because oftentimes what you're seeing now is so much of the critique is, well, that's bad theology. You know, you hear that. And, and what you're saying is the shift is like, no, no, like theology as an idol, that's that's the that's the issue that's brought us here, right? That's bad theology in itself. Um, you think of that, that quote, I know, uh, you know, all this people in MTC, you know, some Goheen's thing about the lions yeah. and the historians, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, until lions have historians, uh, the hunter will always be the hero. That's yes. the yeah. idea, you know what I'm That's saying? Exactly so, right. just in that same deal, like, we've written history, right? right? The, the predominantly white culture has, has written the histories that, that we all studied. Right? I grew up in the South, in Louisiana. There were certain things in the way that they were taught that were just, like, that's that's not right. Like yeah. that, you know what I mean? It was subtle, right? It yeah. was just, hey, let's just like give you a different vision for what this looked like. And so then it at the very foundational level is what you guys are pressing us towards to say, like, hey, you're trying to address these things, and it's not that the conversation is only to be had there, but there's something underneath it all foundational Absolutely. that is so off that needs right. significant repair, right? It feels right. like, you know, like HGTV, everybody's into like the remodel show. It feels like we're trying to go in and like put in a, a shiplap on the wall when the uh, damn wall, yeah. the darn wall needs to come down. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we yeah. need to tear down, yes. like right. we need to get down to foundation because right. that thing shakes you, right? So, um, there, here, I want to ask this question because uh, so this comes from our, our friend of ours, Taylor, and it's kind of coming up what you're saying. It says this: uh, any specific examples of how the white church calls black or brown theology heresy? Like, what? Is there anything that comes to mind where I, we've done that? Um, and she's like, I've never really thought of that. So just so many, bro, so yeah. many. Predominantly, um, the one I mentioned. Um, I'm not going to say names because I'm going to start getting into it. Like, <laughs> but there is a massive move historically that has moved this thing along. Um, predominantly, like the black and brown churches 
have had moves of the Spirit. Is that mm -hmm. fair to say? Yeah. Moves of the Spirit. Yeah. And so uh, there was uh, leadership on so many levels where the Spirit would fall, and then um, they would, uh, uh, white predominantly privileged positions, would sit in positions of, of arrogance and then would be the discern groups. They're the ones who get to discern right. whether it's accurate or not. So they take a position of power and then they go after. This is a lot of where um, theologies were built on does the spirit actually still exist and move um, to discredit and to put away. And it's not just black and brown. There's obviously white students have yeah. never experienced that sure. kind of move of the spirit. Yeah. So theology around the spirit, theology uh, uh, around what I would just say, uh, sanctifying uh, stoicism and saying if you're stoic, uh, then, then you're godly. If you're emotional, then wow. you're ungodly. So, and then uh, this is a generalization, but I think in so many ways, people of, of color and on the margins are far more in touch with and have had to learn to deal with their emotions in ways that are anger, rage, and a lot of time comes out, and their prayer lives are very rightfully, in my opinion, emotional, passionate, and extremely, uh, like, unfiltered. Mm -hmm. Extremely unfiltered. Mm -hmm. And so they've taken a position to kind of, to kind of squelch that, squelch that. And just the other way that I think it is happening is going, we've made so many barriers for theological education. I was sitting with a Nigerian dude in, at, a, at a conference who saved up money for 10 years mm -hmm. to come to America mm -hmm. and to go to a conference and be in America. Right. I was I got to room with the dude and he said I said how's been your experience? He goes it's mind blowing. I said what? He goes I've read so many western books, <laughs> so many theological I've read everything. He said I thought I would come here and the churches would be having revival. He said I I want to go back. He goes I want to go back to Africa because I get to like worship and he goes, I've been to all these churches that I read all these books and it's like people are unaffected. Nobody is like affected by this. It's all here. They don't worship. They don't express. And the reality is that's been demonized for a lot of us in the worlds we've grown up, grown up in. So we've put mind over everything else. And then that's not a direct attack, but you just have to see how these systems that we right. place in, in order have kept people out. Yeah. Right. And it's kept people out. Right. So when we do that, even though Wayne is one of the best Reformed theological teachers that you'll ever hear, mm -hmm. he hasn't had the same access. He had to get it by the experience of the Spirit mm -hmm. and time in the Word rather than receiving some degree, right? Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is what he preaches, what I preach, would not sound like a reformed, theologically educated person. So there's many times where we will sit there and you're, you're not reformed enough, or you're not this enough, right? So the gatekeepers have to approve of these, these kinds of realities. So there's systems and structures and ways, and then you have to just be keen enough to be aware of what are things culturally that we've done to kind of just go. And recently, recently, um, there's whole papers that are going around signing against people who are calling it a social justice gospel. I would just say that is 
a, a word made up by white theologians to demonize a gospel that's wanting to liberate people from oppression. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is go, let's give it a title. It's social gospel. Mm -hmm. You would never ask any of those guys and go, I'm preaching a social gospel. That's right. right. That's, 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 none of them would say it, but we get to say right. that's heresy. Right. Why? Why do we get to say that? Right. What right. gives us the right to say and what gives us the position? So we get to demonize yeah. and call and then rally around. And because we think we own the Bible and we're the protectors of the Bible, yeah. then we get to call whatever we want everybody right. else's things. Yeah, it seems like what the, the social gospel piece, of the, the way I hear it often characterized is the church has been co-opted into the world's mission, right? The world's about this 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 justice work of this gospel work. And so now the church is now, so we're going to go that direction. So like, oh, the church, this is just the church going after the world stuff. When really it's, no, no, black and brown preachers and pastors and leaders have been saying this and crying this for, for hundreds years. of years. Yeah. Years. But because we never listened, we have to now say, well, this is a new thing. Yeah. Right? Oh my this, God. This yes. must be the culture. But it's like, no, this has been around. Y'all yes. just missed it. Yes. I mean, right? Even the idolatry in that, when, when whenever I hear someone say, Oh, this new thing is all of a sudden happening. It's like, again, right. you're making yourself the point of reference. That's it. Because you just noticed it, it's, it didn't exist before. And, 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 and it existing is depending on you noticing it. Now it's brand new. This is a huge threat that's going through and stuff. When really, and, and, and the question is, and the question isn't, or the point isn't, all right, is how, to, how do we change the world? How do we change all the brokenness inside of the world? The point is, how do we continue to be faithful witnesses of Jesus on, in all the areas that God intentionally and purposely put us at? Mm -hmm. And so here in America, we're in a lot of a different places in the sense that we participate in the laws that are made inside the country. Yeah. We participate um, in, in, in people that are being elected and stuff. And, and the Jesus inside of us has to be a part of that, not separated from that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So now, the type of laws that I want to support, the laws that's going to care for the weak and stuff, and care for the vulnerable, and care for, you know, the laws that are going to be, um, that's, that's going, to, going to be just for, for, for the land. Not, hey, let me dis separate myself from that. Mm. God chose to allow me to be here at this particular time, in this particular space. That's Acts. He's chose us right. to be here. Right. The question is, how do I steward that? Yeah. Because God was intentional to put me there. And, stuff. and if he is placing us as salt and light in the places where we have for us to be, then what we do is shine light. If he's placing us as salt and light in the places that he wants us to, 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 to preserve, then that's what we do and stuff. That's where the gospel is comes to bear at, not just when you go back into your your church building and stuff, but but right here in the society, because that's where God um, has allowed us to be and stuff. We have a we have, it's a witness deal and stuff. You know, saying at this place, it's a witness deal. What we vote for, how we what we proclaim, um, and it's not about changing society, right? And then at the same time, pursuing the gospel does. Big thing that does change social structures. That's, the, that's how slavery ended, and that's how um, things like um, segregation ended. Like those were social constructs too, and th that like because of people just believing like this is not what God believes in. 
they would stand on it and they would fight on it because they're worshiping God. Yeah. And, 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 and that come to bear in how I exist right here in this in this this time and moment. Really yeah, that's good. Alright. Um, I want to get into some specifics because like you guys, so uh, we talked about this, some of our uh, other redemptions, other churches, it seems like each congregation, not just one of the redemptions, each church is kind of, they're having different conversations, the type of conversations, the amount of conversations, but, but this is central, this is a central thing that's happened in a lot of places. Yeah. Now the conversations are, are being characterized in different ways, um, but some of these specifics, and I want to press into based on yeah. like, you know, as, as, as our people are listening, um, and I just want to hear as long or as short as you want to go on each of these, right? Okay. So right. feel free to just do. We got plenty of time. So right. um, the first one, we we had kind of chatted about this earlier, but we're seeing this this movement towards um, I'm going to find and I will watch and I will consume content that will fit my current ideology or my beliefs around this issue or whatever yeah. it may be. And there are always people to find. And so you, you namely, and I will say some names just because sure. your videos are everywhere. Yeah. So you, you're getting uh, Candace Owens and Coleman Hughes uh, and uh, Larry Elder and, and these videos, Brandon Tatum. And there are just these videos and they are black men and women that seem to be disagreeing with everything that we've just said. Sure. Yeah. And so that seems to be this primary force that I'm seeing from... My, cons my more kind of conservative brothers and sisters who I still love. Right, right, right. But seem to say, hey, what these guys and gals are saying, this makes more sense, right? So could you speak to the reality of why, what, where is that coming from, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then what is the solution for that for the person who is just so like, no, no, I have people that are saying this stuff's right. Does right. that make sense? Right. So... Let me say a couple of things on that, um, and then you can say whatever you want. Um, but um, so, like this, that's not new either. You know, that's that's happened for for a while. You know, we was, me and you were looking over the um, letters from a Birmingham jail where King was talking about this same thing, even inside of inside of that that letter inside of that time. What I would say when we see these type of things, when we see like, there's a way that you respond to it that has to be different from how the world responds to this thing. All right, you know, what they're turning around and doing and saying, all right, let's bring polarizing views in, right? You know, and then, so oftentimes you think that the way how you respond to that is just say, hey, yo, I want to dismiss everything that's being said and stuff. And, and oftentimes that's not the thing. Some of the stuff that's being said is appropriate. Some of the stuff that's being said is like, that's out of pocket, right? Um, and, and, even with the group of names that's, that's listed and stuff, for me the name the names narrow down some more because for the church and stuff, I don't think the church should search so much for um, secular people that are speaking on these things and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then you could throw up other names that come out and stuff in the, in the gospel realm and stuff. But for the church, our uniting thing is is the Bible, is Jesus. So we need to care for what he cares for, and then the hows inside of that. One of the things that, that King mentioned is that people would seek out these few who, who, who um, were insensitive to the cries of the many, 
right? You know, and so you see that happening now. Um, and, the, and that key word that's insensitive um, because like so now how you are articulating whatever it is that you're articulating is very callously and cold-hearted um, in, in what you're articulating and it's being weaponized against everybody else okay. that's a hard level issue because what people are doing is intentionally skipping over other things and a lot of times when they intentionally skip them over other things I don't think a lot of times people are slowing down and saying, what does Jesus say about this matter? I think people are just looking for teams, mm-hmm. like thought, and, and skipping over. And, and, and people have narrowed down to, um, you, know, you get us out of these discussions, people already assume what your, your point, your party going to say. Mm-hmm. And right, they right. already line up their responses and... This person said this, Candace said that, this person said this, and they and they're ready to throw those things back. And it's like, hold on, slow, did you listen to what I said? Did you did you, did you take the time to think about yes. the ripple effects of it and stuff and linger inside of it? Is the complaint that's being brought up a, a unbiblical complaint and stuff? You know, you know, is it is everybody just delusional, right? You know, saying why and, and asking the question, why am I skipping over everybody? And, and I'm, I'm willing to even skip over to find secular voices to agree with me right here. And those are the tools that I use against my brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. even in the church, even in the gospel, they have to jump over those hurdles right, right there and stuff. As opposed to, man, did Jesus' heart bleed for this? You know, um, you know, what does it look like to come to the table to find some type of answers? Instead of lobbying the, the, the traditional comebacks and... And hey, I'm gonna email you this person. Did you listen to this guy? Did you listen to this person? They said this. They said that. And none of that is pursuing Jesus. None of it is. You know. So that's the frustrating thing right there. So to um, to me, um, when it's like they can say, it, and I and I sit there and I listen to some of the stuff, and I'll be able to say, well, that point you brought up right here, I actually agree with that point. Mm-hmm. But you're bringing that point up as a pushback to a different point, mm-hmm. and. All the points you're bringing up is as, as pushbacks to, and it's like everyone wants to make this polarized and stuff. And what if it's like it's not either or, but it's both and? Mm-hmm. What if hey, you're bringing up some good points, but you shouldn't bring it up in um, in comparison to these points, but these points of like that's broken and that's broken and stuff. What does it look like to to engage inside of that instead of saying well? Let me bring up another area of brokenness to com- to to compete against a different area of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that do? It helps right. nothing. Right. Helps no one and stuff. I think it actually even reveals um, the heart of the person that feels way more comfortable. And and, and nine out of times out of ten, justified. Justified. They feel justified. And nine times out of ten, um, there and right, and to just put it out there, like there is a whole different kind of worship. That's happening inside of the church, where there is a political worship, and 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 in this political worship, you can't have these conversations without seeing them through political eyes. Now, everyone that says one thing or another is being relegated to either left or conservative, and that's how I'm going to view it. I'm going to view this as a left argument or a conservative argument, and that's how I'm going to combat it too. And and, and and totally bypasses Jesus and the gospel, and 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 now Christianity and the gospel become tools to worship your idolatry or whatever. 
political party that you're worshiping at this time and moment because you can't see outside of that. It's your only categories mm -hmm. and stuff. So, I mean, that's a bunch of things. Yeah. Any thoughts? I wouldn't add to that. I just think it's, it's it breaks my heart yeah. to see the church yeah. um, so integrated into or synchronizing with the ideologies and the and the political religions of the world that they are so deeply insiders mm -hmm. in those that they're outsiders in the kingdom, but they're using them as kingdom arguments and and and, and just this, the, the the very fact that we need more justifications uh, to why what what are you showing me this for right right uh, what are you trying to justify right. Not just personal justification. Are you literally trying to justify the brokenness in the world mm -hmm. and say, well, only this many people died and black on black crime is this. And look, what are you trying to justify? Like, what does that in any way prove to why you're not engaging with yeah. the marginalized and the broken right. and, the, and those who are hurting? Right. In what way does it allow for you to feel better about your disobedience to Christ, your your hatred for another brother in Christ, mm -hmm. what does it do for you? Like, what is this doing for you yeah. that allows you yeah. to feel better about about what? Right. What here it is. I feel superior. I feel smarter. I feel I feel like I'm right. And what it does, it, so I'm righteous. I'm superior. And, I, and, I, and now I can excuse my I'm looking down on, on what the black and brown experience mm -hmm. and now I'm going look not all black people feel this way that's that's true and it's sad that it's the first time you're believing this mm -hmm. that all black people don't think the same they yeah. actually have minds right. and hearts and sins and desires and affections every one of us does not think the same way Okay, we're not monolithic. I get that. That's very, very true. Yeah. But the fact that one one black person speaks for a whole country or a whole race, and when a white person is able to go, well, I don't. That person doesn't speak for us. That person doesn't speak for us. That person, and this doesn't speak for us. And they can se separate themselves and just think individually. Mm -hmm. But when one person talks. They're speaking for all, all, all black. Now, like that, you have to allow that community yeah. to even inside of that have nuances of thought, but also, also, people who are don't even like their own race mm -hmm. and their own their own people. They don't even they won't they want to disconnect from their own heritage and their life, and they want the, the, this reality. And when you see that, that's not uncommon with any. That's not uncommon with any group. Of well, yeah. It's not uncommon at all. And so you look at that and you go, why can't we just pit each other against each other yeah. and go, that's who I yeah. think. Like, that's yeah. what, I'm a Paul, I'm a Paul. It's, it's really right. not. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and, and this where, like, again, and what you say, it bothers me much to see the church function yeah, like it's that. it's the church. Yeah. Right, the world may do what they would, but to see the church function like that. Um, to say, let me turn around and weaponize oh, against one another. Yeah. Let me turn around and do that and stuff. And 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 yet it's like, and, and the question that Aaron meant, like, 
Are you doing that because you actually are trying to help? Because let me follow up with that and stuff. Okay, this person said this, and that person turned around and said, all right, um, well, what about black or black crime? Or what about abortion? Like, man, those are serious problems. Show me some of the things that you're doing because that means so much to you. Mm. I mean, oh. man, share some of those things. Since that means so much to you and stuff, and like, I agree, that is a problem and stuff. It's a problem that deserves its own conversation, um, but won't show us some of the stuff that you're doing because we want to we want to participate with you. So many times, people don't have other things to say. This is how I'm, um, this is some of the things that I've been doing to active to be active inside of that. It was just an argumental piece. It was just a weapon, a weapon used to try to prove a point or to justify yourself. Weapons now, the of heart, this world. Of this world. But of not this world. Of the spirit. Not of the spirit. Yes, so there's an exposing that happens yes. here. And stuff. So that's why as believers and what we function, we need to be looking for love, joy, yeah. peace, self-control, yes. um, long-suffering, faithfulness, gentleness, kindness. These things are against which they have no law no and stuff. But instead, they're offering up other things that just doesn't sound like none of that. And it's not even a question of whether or not what's being said is right or wrong. The right thing done the wrong way makes it wrong. Yes. A God thing done an ungodly way makes it no longer a God thing and stuff. Your heart becomes now at question. Are you even searching for God in your showing of this video? Or you or are you just trying to double down on your particular view? And that's it. Is your view God right here? Your party God right here, your position God right here. Or are you actually looking for him? Because if you are looking for him, here's the things you look for. The fruit of his spirit. Look for how people converse, how they, how they, that's what you look for and stuff. So, so those are the things that, that for the church, I feel like, man, that's a loss. One of the things I've been praying, man, big time, is I feel like what is being exposed, right, is we have been a nation of morality for so long. Yep. That we, you know, the moral majority, all of our morals are Judeo-Christian ethics. We've been a nation of morality for so long. But we have not recognized that self-righteousness is a heinous sin. Mm, and wickedness to the core. Right. Jesus treated the immoral different than he treated the self-righteous. <laughs> Self-righteousness yeah. is the most wicked sin of scripture and it's the most deceptive mm. because you think you're righteous. Right. You think you're righteous. Yeah. And what we yeah, are seeing good, right now yep. is people using the weapons of self-righteousness to defend their ego. I'll just say even people who will start conversations with just going, I'm not racist, or I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, but boom, and start laying it out. They have to start with these asterisks and qualifiers. Cover, I'm not this, I'm not this, but I'm going to say these things. Or even people on the COVID stuff, on everything, people are becoming the teachers of a new morality and self-righteous because they're teaching a morality they can follow their own laws. They're teaching wow. things that they feel justify their heart. What we're seeing is less grace, less fruits of the Spirit, right. 
And we are seeing way more, and Wayne alluded to it at the beginning, way more, all of, or no, maybe it was in a different talk, but way more religious. We are the most religious we've ever been, and not just Christian. I'm talking about our country is the most religious it's ever been. And when I say religious, we are the most self-righteous, arrogant country you'll ever be. I'm telling in all camps, we will crucify mob and condemn and shame anybody. Right, right, we right. will use shame and guilt and Come on, for right. everything, right, for right, everything. Right. And our self-righteousness is, and here's what happens. Then everybody starts pointing out the log in each other's eye. Yeah. In this kind of culture, right. it's always like, well, dude, yeah, I've done wrong, but look at that, and look at that, and look at that, and look at that. And nobody is just receiving grace. Mm. And this is where the church has the perfect time. That's like, right. The perfect time. Yes. We, we right. said that our doctrine is yeah. a doctrine of grace, right. or our God is a God of grace. Yeah. Right now, grace should be so put on display. Yeah. That's self-righteous. But what you know, what happens in a self-righteous con construct is grace gets crucified. Mm -hmm. And it gets uh, put on the cross. And it gets put to death. That's right. Because that's what Jesus does. So you, you kind of have to know, like, if you're going to be a person of grace in a self-righteous context, you're probably going to be crucified mm -hmm. for it. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's a danger. It's a, dude, self-righteousness in the church which is what Wayne was talking about when they pick these weapons of the world. It's just because they're self-righteous. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're self-righteous. Absolutely. Those exposed. That's good. All right. Next, next thing, uh, hearing the term, people are hating the term woke Christian. Mm -hmm. Can you can you talk about why you think that is? And, and maybe I'll say it's because what's being attributed to that from from much of that community would be. Uh, they ascribe that to being, again, kind of this being indoctrinated by the culture, right, and the, and the sways of culture in, the, in these areas. Um, and, and in some ways, it's kind of being a, yeah, just kind of limp in it, right? And saying, like, I guess this is where I go now, and this is what it means to be woke. And there is a self-righteousness that's attributed to, the, to, to that from the other side as well. And so would you speak to kind of the woke Christian thing? And, and even potentially, like, why is why is this a why is us being woke a good thing? Let me let me a couple of things. So definitely, there's a history with the whole term woke, right? Yeah. That, that's before the whole Christian scene and stuff. You know, um, back in the days when that term was being used, um, it was it was used um, to talk about like like. All the stuff that we're talking about now, the, the, the systems and the structures and things that was um, that seemed to be oppressive, um, the, but they was being marketed as it's all good. Like, you know, hey, listen, the Indians were just so generous. They gave everything, but then they wanted it back and now and stuff. And you know, all these things that was being taught inside schools, like, um, like, Man, yeah, you guys were slaves, but it's a good thing because otherwise you'd just be savages swinging on, on trees. So, you know, and these type of things. So the term um, came up because it was talking about, hey, um, like, no longer asleep, but conscious to what's happening, mm -hmm. conscious to what's going on. And, 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 and people wanted to, to, to be active in that consciousness. But when it first came up, 
um, there was also a part inside of it that was like, but the church isn't helping with this. And so because the church isn't seeing these things, as a matter of fact, the church is perpetuating it. And stuff. the church is, is saying, hey, look, here's, here's Jesus. He has blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. And stuff. The church is like, hey, let's not talk about these things. And the church had a history where it used the, the Bible yeah. literally to, to help with oppression and stuff. So so it was, that's what it was back in the days. You know, it comes back up now, um, and, and and comes back up now in context of the church, where I believe that there are like just strong biblical, like if you're going to use language of the time to communicate truths that are current, right? Because you're being present and understanding the time chronicles and knowing what to do. So if you're going to use language of the time. Um, then, then you you think about scriptures where it's like awake, oh, oh sleep, or arise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what does awake mean? Well, that person that's now is awake is what woke. All right. Now I'm not saying so. Go around and what you want to do? Like people spend their time fighting over mm-hmm. stupid fights, right? You all right? Instead of saying the word woke, say awake or say something else. Like, can you not get the spirit and the heart of what's trying to be communicated here? Right and stuff. You can spend all your day trying to argue these things, but that at the end of the day, the church actually, we should be the most awake, arisen, alert, conscious than anybody else. Because we not only see the fruits of the things that are happening in the natural, we also see that with like the spirit that it's coming from. We see the roots that is coming from the stuff. We see those things. So, so if there's anybody should be able to put claim to that type of a, a statement, it would be the church. Because even when the secular world would use it, they would use it and still like, but still you're you're, you're falling short because you're not seeing um, a, 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 a wicked spirit working and stuff. You're just seeing flesh and you're stopping at the flesh and you're arguing about the flesh. Right, so we at the church, we sit down and we have these arguments for long periods of time over these 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 fruits of things that are actual spiritual things that we should have spiritual eyes and be using discernment and be able to turn around and say, "That's wrong." Here's why, and it's been going on for a long time. Let me take you to the Bible. Let me go to the Bible and show you in Egypt where 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 the the, the person and the people in positions of power intentionally created systems of oppression. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Oh, and what made that system of oppression stick? A system of idolatry. But this is the same thing that's going on now. That we can turn around and see that the thing that makes um, the brokenness that we see here today is still a system of idolatry that is embodied in real life and in real time. It's like he has to stop and stuff. That's still going on and stuff. Our Savior has come and he's going, but this is still happening. So, so, so the apprehension to the word woke and stuff, I feel there's a false apprehension because what you're doing is you're taking it and most of the people that are super apprehensive about it and stuff, they're taking it and they're wrapping it up and making it political, right? Which is another dismissal and stuff. When, yes. you, when you just make something political, and that's just political and stuff. You're saying, 
here's the thing that's really tough and really sad. Like again, we was looking at the the letter from a Birmingham jail, and he was he was he was writing this to 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 to, to white clergymen, and in his plea at this moment, he was saying like, listen, if you guys don't come around and support these 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 movements that are centered around 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 God, right? What's ended up happening is that people are connecting to other things. Right. Because they're looking for somebody yes. else to give voice. Absolutely. Where the church should give voice. Yes. And so, so now what happens, you turn around and you say, ah, I'm upset with the whole woke deal, and I'm upset with this, and I'm upset with that. And then I get mad at the other avenues that everybody flock to. And now, and, 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 and it's like, well, well, we should be here. We should be present, right? Be a part of it. And as we're being a part of it, and we're saying, like, listen, the same spirit that was working in Egypt is the same spirit that did stuff with Jews and the same spirit that did stuff on here and 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 and, and the same spirit that did stuff with Italians is is the same spirit. We should be conscious enough to see it, call it out and and, and be able to discern the spirits of things because we are conscious to it. If you just yeah. use that that word right right there, we're apprehensive because we're not even taking the time to, 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 to think about what are the implications for us as a believer right. and how like we should be the most alive and the most conscious because the spirit of the living God is living inside of us and, and, and giving us eyes to see the roots of things and stuff that go down to the foundation. Right. And part of the problem is we didn't come up with the word ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right. Come on, that's part of the problem. Yeah, and I, he'll say it in a nicer way. I'll—I mean, mine's well, a little more crass, but right. I, I would just say, why don't you have an issue with reform theology? <laughs> why don't you? Mm. Why don't you? Do you adhere to all of the the reform theologians that own slaves? Do you have all the? Why? Because you were able to kind of. To say, no, these guys, man, they really got the gospel and they really understood it. And they could see it, right? Well, when the the, the black leaders in, in, in our mm -hmm. country right. come up with a movement and title it. Right, right. Reformed theology is not a word in That's scripture. Right. That's right. right. That's it, right. It's not yeah, a biblical not. word. <laughs> it is a, a part of a reformation right. that was against religious systems. Mm -hmm. We're reformed and always reforming. Why do we what the system that it's become, why do we keep the word? Well, black leaders came up with a word that's called woke church, and because we didn't come up with it, and it's not part of our language, uh -huh. then we are not going to accept it, yes. and we're not going to validate it, because we we're not leading it, it's not at our pace, it's not in our way, and we're going to give ourselves the right to stay out of it because we don't agree with it. Yeah. And what do we don't agree with? The title? Mm -hmm. well, no, 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 no. Come on. I didn't hear the title. It's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's the people and how they act. They act self-righteous and they act this way. You go, reformed people don't do that? <laughs> Stop. They don't yeah, act no. self-righteous? They don't act uh, ungracious when they're preaching grace? Is, is that for real? Like you're going to go into that game? And the reality is you're only dismissing woke church because there's a, a, a dear brother who wrote a book called Woke Church mm -hmm. named Eric Mason, who is a dear brother mm -hmm. 
who is an African-American leader who has been coined by the brothers that he was a part of as a social liberate. I mean, he has he's exhausted, he's gone through, and he wrote a book called Woke Church to try to help the church in line with this. And there's other people, you know, it yeah. has deep, deeper roots. He's taking words from his own culture, yeah, his exactly. own life, right. and well, he's exactly. trying to bring to light that scriptures teach the church is asleep. It's yeah. asleep. Absolutely. Dude, so when, yeah. when you wake say? up. When, and when anybody gets woke up, they are angry. They want to stay asleep. And you can break it apart and you can pick it apart, but you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And it's offensive to get woken up. Right. And, and most of it has to do with what we were talking about earlier. The white church didn't come up with it. We don't condone it until we've stamped it and we've legitimized it. We can't yes. let black leaders lead. See, that's because most of the critique that you'll often hear that, we, okay, because it's usually it's when white people, when white brothers and sisters, when they start buying into it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. that then they start getting labeled, oh, you're just a woke Christian. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not even necessarily a critique upon the black community too often from the white community that they, that they have this term. It's often for the white brother who said, sure. no, I'm in. Mm -hmm. and because now it's like, wait a minute, no, 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 come stay over here and listen to right. our terminology and our vernacular and our right. leadership and our right. language. And say, well, and it's, it's, it's hard to say, and this is not to bring, I, I believe Louis, he, he apologized and, he's, and he did. But the thought of going with the black leaders who are trying to address the system, they gave it a term, white privilege. And we've got to change it. Because we don't like the term. Right. But how many terms have we laid upon the black and brown brothers and sisters and called them certain things and labeled them yeah. and put terms on them? How many terms have we come up with mm -hmm. that have become slurs and derogatory? We are constantly controlling the narrative and the language. Right. And when you control yeah, the narrative yeah. and the language, right. then what ends up happening is we can't listen Unless we say it. Right. And it's demonic. Yep. It's just, there's no way around it. Yep. And to repent of it, I'm thankful when people are able to do it. And I understand even Louis Harden just trying to go. I understand it. I believe his heart, his spirit, what you need to look at, was to try to give new language. But it's also a dismissal. It's a dismissal of what you didn't come up with. To try to get white people to understand it in their language. At the same time, why can't we just hear the prophetic call? Mm -hmm. Come on. Why can't we just hear the, prof the prophetic call and go, I need to wake up. Right. I'm blind to something and I need to wake up. And no Christian should want to stay asleep. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's 1 Corinthians. That's what he uses. I mean, 1 Corinthians, uh, when Paul says it, Ephesians, so the, five. Ephesians 5, I'm sorry, five. Ephesians 5, yeah. 13, yeah. he goes, yeah. wake up, O sleeper, rise right. from the dead. Let Christ shine on you. Do not, you know, this, this idea, yeah, don't right. stay, don't and, stay. And, 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 and you continue to read that yeah. and stuff, and he turns around and, 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 and says that because you are, 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 are conscious to this and stuff and you have arisen, now you can um, be very intentional with how you use your words and how you do your things Absolutely. out there and stuff. Because of that and stuff, and some of the things that's that's being missed here is like and where it's like where where everything got to be centered around. And so is is that there there again there are people that are literally like I'm afraid of the church. Absolutely. I'm afraid of the church of what what it was usually done inside the past. And and 
So, and, and, and if you don't see it and you don't believe it happens, but want me to come and be a part of it, I'm really, really afraid of what will happen and stuff. So when a term like that is turned around and, and used, on one end is calling is, is prophetically calling the church to to to, to wake up to, to 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 the fact that their own idolatry of things other than Jesus on, has caused their eyes to become blinded and them to not see certain things. Um, right, wake up out of that thing right here. You were supposed to be doing mission here and stuff, but you got missioned and stuff, right? <laughs> right? Um, but on the flip side and stuff, on the flip side, it's also telling to people that are skeptical and on the outside, like namely somebody like me back inside the days, mm. it would have told me like, oh, they do see that. And they and they, and 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 they're talking about it, and that God actually cares about it. But but it, it, but if they don't even see it, they don't even know it's existing, and they don't know it's going on. And basically, they have a whole bunch of arguments to dismiss it. Then it leaves me super apprehensive, but not just apprehensive. Very very suspicious of your heart and intentions mm -hmm. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's. So, so we gotta be, we gotta be less quick to want to just toss out this and toss out that. But again, there, there is like what Aaron said a few minutes ago. There is a religiousness. There is an idolatry that's going on and stuff. You could turn around and be like, I could, I could, Most of the people that's that's casting it to the side and stuff. These these are political things. These are worshiping. Uh, you know, so it was like, you know, most of the people that are casting it to the side are from one side of the political spectrum and feel like this is a threat to it and it's a threat that came from the other side of, this, of, the, of the political spectrum. And, 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 and God is not called, it's like we got to remember our kingdom, mm -hmm. right? That we are a part of his kingdom, right. right? His kingdom is not all the way to this side and all the way to that side. There's something that they'll say over here that's good and something that they'll say over here that's good and stuff. And then something that's bad and something that's bad. But we have a whole other kingdom that that's very political too, because he's a king and stuff. But but but, but we have been so indoctrinated, so um so taught by 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 false doctrines of this world, and then we turn around and tell everybody else you're preaching a false doctrine, mm -hmm. and you're saying that from your polarized opposite side of the right, fence, right? And, and which. Which makes reconciliation or conciliation, which makes unity difficult. You have to see that's the work of the enemy. The enemy doesn't want true gospel-centered unity because it displays Christ inside of culture through the church more appropriately. So do everything you can to keep them separated, even if it's like... Let them be so indoctrinated into their political that's parties true, that when a brother calls out and say, "Hey, I'm hurting here," that's just a you trying to trick us, and 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 then we can never come together and stuff. Let's get people. It's when you see that system of idols all together, that's oppressive in and of itself. If you want to yeah. dismiss this and stuff, look at it from a spiritual point of view and know that it is embodied. It yeah. always is. Right. Yeah, I mean, going back to that, I mean, that quote even from King, you know, where he he's calling out, he calls out predominantly, right? He's calling to the white church, the right. white clergy, but in the midst of it, he's saying, "Hey, the, you are you are weaponizing some of the few, like you said, right. that are coming up against the many." So, so the black minority 
that are speaking out, hey, and it was oftentimes from this place, sure. well, their experience didn't speak to this reality, so then, right, right, so this must not be true for all, right, and it's like, man, we would, you never apply that as a lens yeah. for a truth no, ever, right, like, but, but here it's like, no, but this, but this fits, it's easier, it's safer, and that's, that's, it's scary, because, I mean, that, there's so much, I think one of the things that we're, we're often struggling with in these conversations is, uh, there, there's a video that's going around, and it's a compilation, that I think it's mm -hmm. about, it's nine uh, black men, yeah. um, forever from Morgan Freeman oh, to yeah. some of the other names I mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all saying some level of, this isn't, this isn't true. Like, right, the narrative yeah. that's being pushed is not true. And I, and I keep just wanting to scream out, like, do you know Morgan Freeman? Like, right, are you right. guys are you guys close? Like, you've talked to him about this right, issue, right? Or or did you find this clip? Right? How about go talk to, to Wayne and, right, and talk to right. Rashida, right? And talk to Jackson and to, you know what I mean? And so like we we could list hundreds of right. brothers and sisters of color, and they're all in the church saying the same thing. And like, where are your family? Yeah. Right. Like where like. You're talking about an actor that you don't know. The closest he became, even got to God, was playing him as an actor in, a, in Evan Almighty, right? Like, right? He doesn't know the Lord. You have brothers Lord. and sisters in Christ that are part of your church. Not even the church, like your church. Redemption is your church. Right. And they're all in unison saying, this is the narrative. This right. is the experience. This is the reality. But I'm going to go with this. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, like... Well, that, and that's, it goes back to the way we've been raised. We have relegated unity to oneness of thought mm -hmm. and language mm -hmm. rather than oneness in the spirit. Mm -hmm. When the spirit fell on the disciples, it was a de, it was a re, uh, a reformation and showing like what happened at Babel is being turned upside down yeah. at Pentecost. The language was God came down and saw them operating in a unity, in a kind of unity around evil and deconstructed their language so that they could not continue the evil in the same way mm -hmm. because he took their language they couldn't talk to each other at Pentecost God gives a new language where they're speaking by the, the spirit right, and that there's this new people that are being formed in a language that is coming that comes from this new place that brings all nations, tribes, tongues, and people back together. Yeah. Mm. And the realities of this start to play into how we have lived in this world in such a way where we can't, where to, to those who are not spiritual discerning, they're using language from, borrowed from their culture or whatever, right. seeing it, operating in this, and we have been called to operate in it. And this, this gets us back to this with this this conversation. What unites Wayne and I or, or our families, our church families together, is not because we talk the same, have the same dialect, right. or not because we've been raised the same or have the same ethnicity or culture. It's that God's moved us into a new place where our hearts have been made one. Yes. By the Spirit. By the Spirit. Amen. Our hearts have been made one. Right. The church has not, they've preached a gospel that changes the heart, but their hearts haven't even been softened yeah. and united and brought into one. What you're calling for 
is a people who would connect at a heart level, which would mean I may not say the same thing or use the same words or have, but I see your heart, brother. Yeah. I see your heart, Come sister. Right. Yeah. I see where you're at. Try the spirit. I see the spirit. spirit. That's it. Right. I see That's it. the gospel. I wouldn't say it that way. And, and maybe instead of taking an accusatory term, which is it, I want to see the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. God sees the heart where the work happens. And this is where the church is strategically placed in a sense of going, did you hear what that person said? Can you unite with that? Can you? There's not one statement I will ever be able to read that I will go, I agree 100% with that. I'm serious. There's not one statement. When somebody sends me a statement, right or wrong, I go, who wrote it? And I want to know their heart. Like, well, if Wayne wrote it, I'm like, oh, I know Wayne. Even if he said something wrong or whatever, right. I'm going to, hey, let maybe we can think of this. But, dude, I know his heart, and I can defend his heart. Sit down with me. You want to go after a line in this thing? Mm. I'll just tell you, dude, I know his heart. You cannot convince me of, of, of any other yes. things. And the same uh, way, yes. the same way we are picking apart documents and labeling people is all an attempt not to get to know the hearts of, or to, to, to love the hearts of people. Well, it's, it, it, allow, it allows us mm. to maintain distance, right? right. So you yes. don't have to be proximate no. that yes. way, and it's, and, and, which is the whole issue. Is yes. We have been proximate for hundreds of years, right? Yes. We, we've, we've done the separated, segregated church thing, and so these things, again, they become new. What do you know? the, the cry has been there. We just haven't been close enough to hear it. Like, dude, you it's, know, it's I, I was reading something the other day. Like, even when you think about this type of conversation, and, and I love that you 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 brought up on um, like you know like look at the experiences of, of people that you know that are close to you instead of just skipping over them to find something that 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 just matches what you already believe and stuff. Right? People have to soften their hearts and just be like, Lord, you do what you want instead of me driving the ship. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I was reading something the other day that was that that was saying. Don't do that neither. Like, do not look at the experiences of others and stuff. And, um, and it was it was it was to, to arm people from listening to other people's experiences and stuff. And I'm listening to that. I'm like, who does that? Mm. And it, like, do you like if you're? It, it was from a, a Christian source. And I'm saying, myself, all right, if you got if you're hiring a new pastor at your church and stuff, do you not care about that pastor's experiences? Do you, do, 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 aren't there other, there are not other things that you that you care about and stuff that that like God teaches us deep wisdom through the experiences of life and stuff. He shows us up through through the experience of life who He is inside of those contexts. All the theology that's written down is good on paper and stuff, but it's in real life that you actually learn the wisdom of walking those things out and stuff and living living into it and stuff. You know, but Again, what we find ourselves at is is the question that we have to ask at the heart: Are are you really looking for God, or are you looking for something else? And I and I think that some people don't realize that they're not actually looking for God. You know, I think some people will think that that's that's exactly what I'm doing. But 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 again, that so how does try the spirit by the spirit? Have you turned around and said, "Let me read this book while I pray." Lord, does this speak to your heart? Uh-huh. We, Have we, you done that? Have you slowed down and prayed sure. about that? Or did you not even read the book, but you read all the articles or all the quotes or all the statements that said, don't read that book? Uh-huh. 
And you know, I mean, or, or you listen to the spirit of God, or or you listening to, to to the words of, of of man. We totally believe, because of our religious self righteous systems, that if we get too close to people with sin, or if we get too close to false doctrines, those little like I I had like this image of a guy who came up to me one time was like, oh dude, you got a demon on your shoulder. A, looks like a frog and it's gonna jump off on, on somebody <laughs> like literally and I'm like whoa what the but there's right. literally that concept in most people's mind if what's on Wayne if he's dirty and unclean is gonna jump off of him and it's gonna get onto me mm-hmm. there's literally a sense of if I get too close their culture context demonic influences thought process, whatever is getting it. So what we as religions do is we separate ourselves because we don't believe that the discernment and the power of the spirit is stronger than the deception of the world. We cannot enter into broken places, building relationship with broken people because we've got to protect our holiness. And inside of that, inside of that, we are not even living into what Jesus did as holiness. But second to that, is look at, I mean, look at our example. Jesus goes to those places and is accused of being a drunkard, mm-hmm. social gospel preacher, a, a liberal, a liberal uh, and then even amongst the outsiders, he's accused of being like, he yeah. preaches to the woman who's on the ground, he preaches a gospel that sounds very different than to the men who are throwing a stone. He says, he who has no sin, cast the first stone. That was their gospel message. They all throw the stone and walk away in their self-righteousness. They they didn't throw the stone. They throw it down and walk away. He looks at her and says, where are your accusers now? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Was it the same gospel for everybody? No. It was, you want to throw your self-righteous stone? You think you're that? He's writing something in the same. And we have not learned to preach to the hearts of the people. We just have one message we can only preach. So we don't know how to discern. Like the religious need to hear a whole other message than the woman on the ground. That's right. That's good. They have to. Yeah, that's good. Well, they that's, have that's, to. That's and if you, if you, it's all over the place. Yeah. Paul did it. Uh, all the apostles did it. Jesus did it. And why, as a preacher, I'm not going to sit with someone who's in sin, a prostitute, down and out, addicted to drugs, and say, uh, "What is your belief on on uh, this this very thing?" Right? I'm going to yeah. tell them about the grace of God that would love to meet them in that place, and and show them, "Go and sin no more." The power of the Spirit right. conquers your sin, and it confronts their self righteousness. Yeah. And if we cannot, as Christians, navigate in a world where we have to tell the sinner, go and then sin no more, or the root, and the self-righteous, you're arrogant. Mm. If we can't do that, we, we've lost our missional identity and our ability. God, that's good. Aaron. We've lost yeah, it. That's good. And so we have to be willing to go. Jesus came, was attacked from every side. He was outsider in everything. The apostles were the same. And he even looks at his disciples and goes, you're going to go into this world and you're going to be hated but I'm with you. You're going to be, I've given you all authority. You're going to have this. And we just think right now, 
that what we need is our camp and our tribe and our mm -hmm. whatever. We can't even go sit with another tribe who calls themselves Christian mm -hmm. to what we can't. Right. And Christians should be the ones able oh, yeah. to do this. Yes, right. That's right. To, to yeah, be, we should be teaching the world. We should be teaching yeah. the world this stuff, right. but we're the worst. We are the worst at it. Why? Because we've been taught all of our lives that what matters most is what you think and how you let. And I just think our faith are just dead rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Our faith is dead words. Yeah. We say the right things, but we're not treating the poor the right way. We're not caring for the marginalized. We don't act like us. And James said this was like, man, you're deceiving yourselves. Like, right. You think that's like a, a plea. It's you're deceiving yourselves. You're asleep. It's John 8 when Jesus says to the Pharisees, y'all are slaves. We're not slaves. We've never been slaves. You did. You're in yeah. slavery and yeah, you, you don't see your own slavery. Right. right. Yeah. That that's the reality. Right. right. That that's that's where we're at. When you're so trapped in tribes and self-righteous systems, you're trapped and you're a slave and you don't need to see it. You need to be woke. You, you know what I mean? Like you, you've got to be woken up yeah. through the resurrected Savior. And you're not going to educate yourself out of this. Mm -hmm. You need a Savior right. who will rescue you, and who I'm, will knock you off your horse right. and open your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> And and, and and that's this is you need the gospel. And, and no matter how you engage this conversation, um, and no matter how you engage the conversation, when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, that's on both sides, Amen. right? That's on that's that's on both sides. Like a lot of us are letting the world shape how we even engage the conversation. You know, the world is, is telling you is is in polarizing ways, in shaming ways, mm. even if we disagree on a point. The fruit of the spirit. Because the same spirit that is inside of me is the same spirit that is inside of you. Probably. Right? That's not you're saying. It, it, it will, well, for some people, right? no, like I'm saying probably because some people probably are not worshiping Jesus. And probably that's why it, this is so hard for you. And stuff. You know, like, people have to guard their hearts. Like, if all of your sources is coming from liberal camps and liberal parties and liberal books and stuff, that's a problem. If all your sources are coming from conservative parties, conservative groups, and conservative, that's a problem. Remember, you're in the kingdom of God. You are intentionally feeding yourself lopsidedly. And you need to turn around and, 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 and seek the kingdom so you can grow whole. The thing is, we have been growing lopsided so long that we've labeled lopsided, lopsided, right, and neat, and stuff, and right and neat, we're going to lopsided, and stuff, you know, all these things that's been going on for a while, we're, like, we built theologies around this thing, you know what I'm saying, we're gonna, you know, I mean, like, the type of the theologies that we're building now wasn't the type of things that Jesus was saying back then, you know, but at the same time, you saw the same spirits back then that was pushing against them, right, you know what I'm saying, that woman needs to be out of this room. That was back then. I, I wasn't talking about comedy. That was back then. And he's like, no, 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 let us stay. She's doing the right thing. That's right. And stuff. You know, that was that that was back then with Jesus. Same spirits back then are doing things right now. That's but right. we need to discern the spirit. Try the spirit by the spirit. But it sound it seems like like listen, I don't worked it all out. I got a bunch of books. 
So I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple more questions. I think we're, yeah. we're done. We'll, we'll get you guys. Yeah, man. You keep going, dude. Uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. I'll just stop. So this is actually from Anthony, right? So a good flag. So um, G, G, say hi to G. So he's been getting a lot of questions. Um, uh, essentially, is it what what can be summed up as like what's next? So we have, by the grace of God, we have. And, and hear me, like this is a journey of my own, right? This is not just this happened in my own heart of the Lord being so gracious that is to expose my areas, right, that, I, that I've needed severe, like, discipleship in from the Spirit of God. But others, right, that have that have been woke, if you will, right, that have a wake sleeper, they're seeing things they never saw before, and it's been through listening to, to predominantly black yeah. and brown voices for the first time. Right. And so now they're in this place of, like, oh, my God, like, I didn't know any of this. Now I know all of this. And it seems like overwhelming in some ways. And so some of the questions were, um, you know, what do, what do we do next? Uh, what do protesters hope we would do differently as the church? Um, what are what are things that, that, that the world's being asked to do that the church should say, that no, we're on board with that as well? Um, what are ideas we need to start championing? So just kind of that, what do we do with this? If you're in that camp of like, oh, yeah, I, I had no idea. Now I know, now what? So... I'll answer the question first just because I, I want to frame the question. I don't know these people, so I don't, but I do know that this is a white question, okay? In the sense of who taught us that our job was to fix it, right? Why do we believe that we should come in as the savior and fix right. a problem rather than be in it, right? With them, right? Yeah. Withness. What? Where is this mindset coming from? It's. I don't. You're married, so you. you have your wife ever come to you with a problem and you immediately go into fix it mode, and she just wants somebody to be with her? Yeah, I'm. I don't do that. You don't. No. <laughs> I've had that so. problem. Right? Right. No, I'm always. I'm in the trenches. <laughs> we are in a, a country and a culture that idolizes problems and uh, fixing problems and believes efficiency is the measurement of success and your ability to fix something. Could it be that the only solution is when Christ comes and makes all things new? Mm. And it's right. where it's supposed to be. Right. And the church's role is to be a with people. Right. He's with us, and we are with them. We are entering into the groanings and the sufferings of a people, and we want to fix it. Now, why do we want to fix it? Mm. I would submit we want to fix it so we don't have to deal with it anymore. Mm. Right? We don't want to deal with it anymore. You realize as well as I do that to fix this thing would require what I would call a rich young ruler mindset came to Jesus and asked the mm -hmm. same question. What must I do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, well, I've done yeah. all those things right. all of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. And what does he say? Yep. Sell 
everything yep. and give it away. Mm-hmm. To the poor. To the poor, yeah, specifically. Right. When I followed all the laws, I believed all the doctrines, right. I've done everything. Sell everything and give it away to the poor. And the man walked away sad. Because here's the reason why. That question is a setup. If Wayne is to answer the cost it would take somebody to do it, would they pay the cost? Mm. Would they pay the cost? Or would they pick apart the solution? Mm. That's, that's the reality of it. When the reality is, we have as the church all we need to address this problem. Right. And here's what it is. So we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Which means we go into places where we don't know the solution as what to do. We know we are bringing and, and bringing the Spirit with us and He's going to give us wisdom, mm-hmm. patience, mm-hmm. long-suffering, tears, joy. He's going to give us all we need. So where this question I want to push back on at least for the church, the white church, there is a huge problem with us thinking we need a plan before we obey God. Mm-hmm. We have to have a plan and a strategy, and we will spend hours as pastors on whiteboards, making plans, setting up strategies. And listen, I love strategizing. That was my job for you. I love it. But we have used it to continue go. Well, we need to go back to the whiteboard, try to figure this thing out on the whiteboard. This stuff does not get figured out on the whiteboard. And if I told you what it took, you wouldn't do it. You would not do it. You would walk away sad. Here's what it takes. Everything. It, it's an all-in move. You, you sell all you have, and you give it away. And you live your life caring for and serving and dying to self mm. and, 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 and you, it, it, you give it all away. Why? Because the kingdom's far more worth than all you have. The, the, the pearl of great price is a story of going, I sold all that I have to sell the pearl. You want to know what we think of? Yeah, but if I sold all I have, that's a lot. No, that story is about all I have wasn't worth the pearl. Yeah, that's right. Right? So what we think of is what we have is more valuable than, than it, and it's going to cost us too much. That question is so difficult because it takes this, go mm-hmm. into all the world, go and do and go and live and go and the Spirit's with you and I'm with you and give it all away and it's an all-in move. It's the kingdom call. It's right. give everything up and do it whatever it takes and live the life. And here's where, here's where I would push back. Maybe our deficiency on being led by the Spirit and being led by our plans and theologies and strategies have left us inefficient to deal with something like this because what we need is a robust pneumatology. Mm. We have to understand what it means to be filled with and led by the Spirit to go to places that we have no plan. Mm. We just have His voice. And we have the power of the Spirit. You don't know what to do, and that's the best thing for you because you have to be led by the Spirit. Let me me add to that just in brief. What he said was, was spot on. I think, like, in God's holiness, in God's um, providence, 
that we cannot treat it as just a coincidence that God allows the nation to be in an uproar socially and racially during a time where many churches aren't getting together the way that it should, right? Um, That that God was like, let me let this happen, and now let me let that happen, Mm. specifically at this particular time and stuff, right? Um, And I believe it's like he's trying to get at what's right here inside of our hearts already, right? When, like, in, in these questions, the answers is definitely be present, be present, continue to be present, Long right, day. you know, and keep being present, um, listen to the spirit in the moment, end up being present, continue to allow the spirit to show you ways to be intentional um, in, in, inside of that, um, you know, and, and, and the spirit will show Hey, let me support in this way. Let me support us out of that way. Um, but I'm going to continue to be present. Sometimes that being present looks like you're getting in the, the crosshairs of your own friends when they're saying off-the-wall things. And you're saying, <laughs> that's not Jesus. And I'm willing to, 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 put, to, to put myself there. Like, we have gotten so used to not having persecution that, that, that we avoid it by all means necessary. Right, you know, and we just, you know, here in America, where like sometimes like this is like a persecution inside of our days. Speak out against this and watch how much stuff comes your direction, right? And it's like no, 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 status quo. Go back over there. Be present, and while you're present, contemplate what is a prophetic and gospel witness looks like right here, right now, when the world remembers this moment in time, when the world looks back at her, like, don't let the world respond better than the church responds inside of this time, mm-hmm. right? Because that turns around and be yeah. like, what if the Lord is, like, confronting the church right now, right? Well, and, and the Lord is allowing other things to get more wind when the church should yes. be the one, right. right? And the Lord is like, that's because y'all, mm-hmm. y'all doing that stuff over there, you know. The and scriptures are replete with the, with the failures of Israel and the failures of yes, the church. Yes, and, and what like, ends up happening? All right, I'll do it because you guys blew it. Well, like, yes, it that's, yes, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, if you're trying to go into this thing and do it the right way, there is not one person who's right. living this out. Yes. That could go. I'm an expert on this. The more we dive into this, mm. the more we feel. We are not an expert. So we feel like we got to get our education first and then our action. When he says, follow me and I'll make you. Mm-hmm. As you go, I'll make you. Mm-hmm. The disciple learns on the street and mm-hmm. learns on the road. On the way. You will yes. not learn this yes. from a plan or from a... You will learn this from the spirit in the moments of life. And you will on, fail man. a ton of times, and you will be dependent upon His grace right. like you've never been before. Always if I told you the failures, yeah. If I, if I told you all the failures and the stupid things that I've said, and the ways that I've acted, and the times I've had to repent, the Christian should be the best at saying I'm sorry and forgiving people when they sin against you. That's that's you should be the gospel. best at this. Like I'm sorry, that was wrong. I did that the wrong way, and. We have 
Christians who can't admit when they're wrong and, and can't, can't forgive, forgive when people yes. when people repent. Uh, repent. Jesus literally looked at his disciples and said, here's the things I'm going to tell you to do. And he tells them two things. Don't cause others to stumble. Mm -hmm. And when they forget, when they sin against you, right. forgive them over and over and over again. You know what the disciples prayed right after that? Lord, I need more faith to do that. That's right. And he goes, no, you don't need more faith. That's right. He just says you need to do what I'm telling you to do. You don't need more faith. If you have faith as a mustard seed, and then he goes, if a, just, if a servant just did what his master told him to do, he would just, the, the reality is we are a people who are not led by. So when I look at Wayne, here's here's the hard part. So brothers and sisters, please hear me. I'll speak a little more. Uh -oh. I, as a white person, look at Wayne and say, what do you want me to do now? I am being led by him mm -hmm. rather than the spirit mm -hmm. and God's word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And I'm putting upon him the burden That's a way. of yes. I will have mm -hmm. to please him to get approval again. Right. Rather than this asking him, what should I do? Ask him and I know, what did the protesters want me to do? What if we would have been obeying the Bible and following the spirit for the long time? Maybe we wouldn't have to ask the protesters what to do. Yeah. Maybe we could be the ones being led by the Spirit the whole time. That question to me just shows we don't know how to follow the Spirit in this Word oh, because we've been disobeying for so long. Mm. We need somebody else now that we're seeing we've been in sin. Who can tell us what to do? Jesus? His Spirit? The church has always yeah, yeah. been led by that. Yeah. What we have to admit is we haven't been yeah. following. Mm -hmm. We haven't been listening. Right. And we haven't been empowered by the Spirit. Right. We haven't been living in word and deed. Right. Our statements and our slogans are nice and fun and clean and we and mm -hmm. theological. Yeah. But we haven't been doing it. That's right. Yeah, it see, it yeah, seems like so, so much of the knowledge... Knowledge without application, right? It's, it's just pointless, it's right? right. It, it puffs up, right? When the scriptures are clear on that. And I think so much of what, what happens is, is is when the knowledge becomes so oftentimes the way that question is answered is well go get go get more knowledge read more watch more right yes. talk to the right people and hear me none of that stuff is is wrong like, right, so, right, that's right. right but if you if you start there you have no application for what you're learning right you're just there with all this stuff right when the spirit is going to he, he just he's going to move you to people. Like yes. this, this is what the Spirit of God does because that's what Jesus that's right. did, right? And so now you're in the presence of people. Then you're like, okay, this is now what I'm learning or what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. I'm going to go read about this, right? So you right. allow you allow the knowledge to come as a response to this deficiency. So Spirit of God, teach me. But also, hey, he might use Jamar Tisby to teach you. Right? So, you know, right. Like, Amen. You know what I'm saying? So Amen. It's, Amen. But it's that starting place of life. I love that. Yeah. So what, there's, there's a verse in Scripture where it says, add to your zeal what? That's right. Knowledge. 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 Yes. Right. And add to your knowledge this and add to you this. Yeah. Here's where I think the minority church has gotten it right. They have a zeal mm -hmm. and they haven't had access to a lot of the systems of knowledge or whatever. There's a And they, when you find somebody who has a zeal for Christ and give them knowledge, it fuels their zeal. Mm -hmm. But when you start with knowledge, it what? Puffs up. It puffs up. Yeah. How many people with knowledge are you begging to have zeal? Mm. How many? One. But I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think it goes right. the other way. Right. When you start yeah. with knowledge, it's hard to find somebody who gets a zeal for it. Mm. 
Knowledge does not lead to zeal. But I'll tell you this. If you start with zeal and don't demonize those who have zeal, but help them with getting biblical knowledge and discipleship. Biblical knowledge is the right, because there's a lot of knowledge. A lot of stuff there. out there. Right? Yeah. I'm saying when you add yeah. knowledge to it and don't demonize their zeal, the church has been historically the worst at this. They'll look at a zealous young person or a zealous person and they'll go, that'll go away. Mm -hmm. That'll go away. Yeah. Rather than going, how do we fan it into flame? How do we throw fire on it? I believe, personally, that when you see somebody with zeal and you can disciple them and help them and walk with them and when they take lumps, help them get up and give them more sugar. Like you said, run back. Give them a book. Help them. But our discipleship methods in our white evangelical churches is start with books, start with education, start with knowledge, and then... Um, and then zeal hopefully will come later. And it mm -hmm. just doesn't. Right. It just doesn't. We just have people walking away mm -hmm. from our religious systems. Man. Rather than, I think what the Spirit can do is give us a real sense of... Uh, so I, I didn't start with Reformed Theology. So this is just mm -hmm. our story. We didn't mm -hmm. start with it. Right. When, when I learned of, of the Gospel, I didn't even call it Reformed Theology. Sure. That God is sovereign, and I didn't have to earn His love and grace for me. When I heard that, I started as a man, a, a one who was in, I, I'm charismatic, and in the, when I heard the gospel and realized it was so different than the gospel I'd been hearing in the circles that I, I, it was an experience for me. So I tell people all the time, I didn't get educated into Reformed theology. It was an experience. I wept. Wow. Yeah. I. Wept yeah. at the foot of the cross, realizing the the love and grace that I am fully known and fully loved. I wept. It was an experience, and then it wasn't until later right. that I had people who say I'm not reformed enough. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Because I don't believe right. X, Y, and Z, or I don't know this. So, reformed theology was freedom for me. It wasn't a, a, a theological construct. It was freedom. I realized. I'm a sinner. I didn't even have to be convinced of that. And I realized I needed, well, I did, but God showed me that I was. Okay, I'm a sinner, and I'm saved by grace and all these things. But I've also been able to have a different perspective because I don't feel like I have to defend it. Yeah. I don't have to defend reformed theology. I believe in it. I'm not, I, I'm not even fit in the camp too neatly. Yeah. But yeah. these realities help us to see the gospel says, I believe that theology Amen. has made me more passionate about worshiping Jesus yeah. and more zealous because I didn't start there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. And it's like fueled yeah, yeah, yeah. a passion I've had. Because you didn't start And there. it's validated mm -hmm. all these things that the Spirit has taught me. Yeah. And I have learned so much from it. Yeah. But I have not but to, yeah. I'm not in the camp. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? I'm not that. in the group. Right. So those things have have helped us or the gospel has come alive. It freed me. It set me free. And I think that's where, that's where when you really have this igniting of the Holy Spirit's fire within you, you want more knowledge because you don't want to be exactly. yes. You don't want to be like mm -hmm. immature. Right. You don't want to be, you know, staying ignorant. Right. But you don't use knowledge as something to puff you up. And you know that knowledge is just one of the 
of one of the elements of who I am. It's yeah. not my identity. Right. That's all. Right. right. So right. you can fully accept knowledge, but knowledge that's idolized yeah. is a dangerous thing. And I yeah. just see so much of it. Everybody wants to come in as an educator. So that's why that question is, how can I come into this social justice and and and, th and not learn, but how can I teach everybody how to do this thing? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when you ask people who are actually doing it, they're like, you don't want to know how to do it. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. You do, you're you're never an expert. Like, you're always a learner. Yeah, you're yeah, never, you're, you're always, a, and, 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 yeah. and you're either called and you go to it because Christ has called you into it and die to self and live and find true life or don't do it because you think you're an expert. Mm -hmm. You will constantly feel like you're That's failing. Right. Yeah, which uh, is wonderful. Absolutely, <laughs> right? And so, absolutely. Um, Wayne, I'd love if you would if you'd wrap us up with yeah. just if you could give us just um, you know take take whatever time you want as we wrap up here. Just what what you know. This is the last of our four conversations okay. formally that we're doing. Right, right. Um, and the whole plan with this right has always been: Would this be a, a launching pad? For, for dialogue, conversation, yeah. at consistent levels, right? But but that being said, just anything else that we just didn't touch on, that you just wanna, you wanna preach a 45 minute, you, you got Dude. your towel, Dude. you wanna stand up and go, go for it, right? <laughs> but like, it's, it's just just some time to wrap us up with just your thoughts on this this season, this issue, how Redemption Flagstaff, how our church needs to be formed by the Spirit of God. Well, I think of, uh, a friend of mine who is not a believer put a post out today, uh, earlier today, that really just stuck to me. And in his post, um, he said, I can't believe this stuff is happening again and they're missing it again, mm -hmm. right? And his post was about the church, right? And stuff, even though he's not a believer. Right, but this is one of the things that keeps him far away. Yeah. Right. But he's like, hey, this this stuff happened before. Like you can learn from that. Mm -hmm. And yet still still too. What's 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 going on? You know, um if there was if there was something that I would I would just double down on um today for us. I'm like the Lord is gracious and he is good. Um like fight the fights that he wants us to fight. Not other fights and stuff like you know this these things inside of our hearts that are to trying to defend everything and these defensive guards and stuff where it was like the road is humility that's the road in from all aspects from mm -hmm. all sides our king modeled it for us mm -hmm. right he modeled this road of humility did like when you trust god you can humble yourself mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, there's this question, how much do I really trust Jesus here? If I'm not trusting Jesus here, I need to throw up every defense guard that I, I can think of. But if I am, I don't have to. Mm. I can die to self because he's good. And his hands are there. And his hands are... So So if it come, if it means repenting, if it means being present, if... If it means speaking, if it means being silent, whatever it is, at the end of the day, where's my hope actually at? Yeah, in Jesus. Yes. This has to be a, a reality. This, and, and, and in His grace, we have 
on another opportunity, another time to, to start walking inside of this again, right? Another, like, there, there's going to be ripple effects from this moment in time. There will be each moment in time where this, with that's large like this and stuff, there's ripple effects and things that are formed of it and stuff. And the people that walk inside the wake of that ripple effect are our younger ones, yeah. right? And stuff, they'll walk in the wake of that. This is a time where where it's, it's not the time to to defend everything that you want that you want to defend, right? Like the Lord can defend. It's, it's not the time to want to to want to, to to be right and be so scared about failing, right? Like run in, stumble and fall, get up and run some more, right? You know, like God is just calling us in. Yeah. Now, the thing that I feel that's really really important is. Um, like there's an obvious prophetic call that leads to unity, right? But there is a journey to that, right? right. Um, <clears throat> sort of like when, 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 you know, there's the, the call that Moses has from God to the promised land. That's the prophetic deal. But the journey there was perilous. Mm. The journey there took a while. See. That's the part where God pastors your heart. Yeah. And if and, 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 and he's passing in your heart the people that are around you, but if you're so guarded that you won't let God pass through your heart through this journey, you lose out. Mm -hmm. You miss out. That there's the prophetic and there's the pastoral. And that pastoral journey that he took them from Egypt to the promised land, I mean, I, like, because of stubborn hearts and because of how much they had been shaped by all the time. And we gotta know there's a lot of shaping that's happened. Like generations have to be cut off, mm. right? You know, but all the way through that whole journey from Egypt to the promised land was God pastoring his people to prep them for what's next. That's right. Come on. The words that I would I would say as we get ready to close out it is let God pastor your heart through the journey. Stop trying to pastor your own hearts. Mm. And stop, stop trying to be the people that's in control. Yeah. Stop trying to control the narrative. This is the time that you step back and you look and you say, Lord, do what you please. And not many people are doing that, right? Do that, submit into that, be present with the church, be present. Like, we win, yeah. right? Because yeah. our king wins. Our king wins. Scripture tells us that. All nations, tribes, and tongues will be together oh worshiping right, Him. Right. But it doesn't right. show is yeah. what the in-between part is going to look like. But we know. So what we do is, by all means, that's what it says inside Ephesians. Fight for it by all means. But there's no way that you get there without humility. Come on, bro. So humble ourselves. Right. Let the Spirit of God do the work that He started and He's faithful to finish it know that he's the one that's doing the work and he's the one that's pastoring our hearts through this and let him do the work that he's doing inside of us because he sees what we don't see right right you know so that's you know that's the thing i would throw out there that's how just all to thank you so yeah, yeah i mean so church uh you know whatever point you're watching this if you're still live streaming this you're going to catch up with us uh catch us later you know such a desire to spend the time with you guys was because you know again in that whole the whole reality that we can find the voices that we want to listen to. We can mm -hmm. find the voices that are going to kind of agree with whatever opinions we might have. What I'm trying to spotlight here 
imperfectly, which is just the way we are, mm-hmm. these these brothers and, and this congregation that is your family at Redemption, they are they are on the front lines of I mean, they are walking through these conversations daily. They are navigating this in ways that Frankly, Redemption Flagstaff is not, you know, where we are a 90% white church, you know, and so um, we're not, ha- we're not li- forced to live this out. And I don't even say forced, and forced enough, you know, it stinks for us, we're not, but you know what I'm saying? So please hear me, like the, what we're hearing here tonight, I'm sure there's thoughts running in your mind of, yeah, but, right? Like, okay, please humble yourself, check, listen, listen to the Spirit of God as, as as they teach and as the things that we're learning here because on the other end is, I think, what the Lord's trying to bring us all to. And so I'm super thankful for y'all taking time, you know, I mean, away from your families and to do this with us tonight. Um, we're indebted, we're thankful for the work you guys are doing and, and just to be a part and to learn from you. So um, if you guys, uh, if you're out there and you still have other questions, again, let this be the start of the discussion. You know Amen. Anthony and I, uh, and many of our other leaders are um, are desiring to continue to press into this stuff, and and I think just the call from from you guys tonight, of, uh, it's convicting to me because I am thinking through the like, all right, which classes do we need to start, right? What how, what curriculum do we need to put into our small groups, and and and, and again, maybe that is where we land. Sure. Right. But man, how much if we just said like we're just gonna run to love and we're gonna run yes. to people yes. and then let's see what you do. Right. You know. Yeah. So uh, let me pray for pray for them and uh, and for all of us really as we continue to navigate this um, this kingdom issue and uh, and, and really, I hate calling issue we just navigate the kingdom. Yes. Amen. Really what it is. So let's pray. God, um, thank you because you are. Who, I mean, I, God, I'm so I'm so like encouraged in the Lord and in the spirit right now because um, what Wayne just did was just preach good news yeah. to everyone. Yeah. But there, there was no one that could have watched that that couldn't have not heard that as good news. Yeah. Regardless of wherever we land on, on wherever dialogue, discussion, conflict, and issue that's going on right now, that was good news, Lord, and it's centered on you, Jesus. Spirit, we are incomplete. We are unfaithful we are fools that run to our own counsels instead of to the wise ones that you offer that we we confess these things lord because we so desire to that to have that be replaced with you and with your word and with your truth and with your spirit and so lord we we lean and press into you we pray over these uh these men and we pray over their families and over uh redemption alhambra and that bless them give them strength and energy give them wisdom and vision Give them new life, restoration, rejuvenation in the gospel that allows them to continue to run this side of heaven. Lord, we thank you, we praise you that a day of eternal rest is coming. And we will be victorious in that. That we long for that day. That we pray it would come swiftly, Lord, because we hate the pain, the oppression, and the brokenness of this fallen world. Lord, we, we ask in the midst of it, God, that until then, God, would you provide for us and give us everything necessary to be the faithful witness of the image of God to a watching world and to a church that desperately needs more of you. Yes, Lord. God, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, fellas. Good night, all. We're going to sign off. Um, Big shout out to Jess Tenery, who's here with us. 
uh, organizing all the tech. So it was super loved. We'll talk to you.